Before we start today, we'd like to talk about the fine, upsetting gentleman that sponsored this here podcast, Cheapskate Hockey. Cheapskate Hockey is without a doubt the best in the hockey apparel business, boasting a range of headwear, shirts, sweaters, and jerseys for guys and girls, as well as a bunch of handy add-ons like air fresheners, helmet decals, and for those of you that like to get a little creative, pins and patches. Wow, but Holy Puck listeners are in luck, as you are all privy to a discount code at Cheapskate Hockey. All you need to do is go to their website cheaptayhockey.com buy some stuff and at your cart enter holy puck and you'll get a raging 15% off your purchase cheapskate hockey the game you proudly love now has clothing that you proudly wear wow holy shit and all the other hilarious corn intro puns that we can in, we can inject in those 30 odd seconds that's right this is episode 48 of the holy of the holy puck podcast i am john with me as always is cam who's dialed it in it's playoff hockey time we're here to talk a little hockey a lot of shit most importantly respect the sidebar cam what is up how is your playoffs going um, I'd say I'm running at about 50%. Some of my picks are making me look like a right genius, i.e. the Preds. Yeah. Uh, some of my other picks are making me look a wee bit cunt. What's up, Minnesota? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who are and blowing Boston it. And are down 3-1 to Ottawa, which I'm not loving. So, no. you know, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, it's been a bit bad. Mixed bag. I mean, for me, like, obviously, as a Caps fan, emotions have been uh, running high. Uh, things have been said. Uh... Uh, memberships have been torn up. Jerseys have been set alight in the in the in the driveway. It's all gone I wrong. Talking, I was talking about you today, actually, and somebody referred to you as quote a goddamn coward. That's unreal. <laughs> because I, I said I said to Josh, I said, oh, John's probably going to defect to the Vegas team if Washington blow it again. And he goes, <laughs> that man is a goddamn coward. You should stick with him through it and then. And I'm like, wow, Josh is absolutely flaming you. Yeah, yeah, he terrorized me. That's unreal. That's good. Good mm. on him. That's that's sick, man. I I, I, back I, I that. kind of feel like you should defect now just to stick it to him. To be honest. To be honest, stick it to him and his shit haircut. Let's be honest. Well, you think of all the fantastic jerseys you can get as a Vegas fan. I mean, you could get a Dustin Brown Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Keen. Actually, you know what? I'd probably hate. I hate myself even more. And to be fair, as a Caps fan, I already hate myself. So, getting yeah. a dusty a dusty shirt. In what do you? Are you reckon? You reckon if you go a Dustin Brown jersey? Jersey. Well, you know what? You know what? If the caps, if if the caps go like bow out, because like, sorry, when the caps bow out, I will. I already have a Golden Knights T-shirt, but I will like, I'll, I'll like iron on a, a brown Browns number on the back because obviously you're I've, going. I've got a better idea. I've got a better idea. Right, you and I will go Harvey's in a ride, and we'll buy once the roster's locked in. Yeah, yeah. We'll buy a shirt. We'll, we'll buy a jersey for jersey. who we believe to be the worst player on the roster. Keen. And then basically each week we'll make a prop bet, and whoever loses the bet has to do the show in the shirt, and therefore we'll start doing video shows or whatever next, it may be. For the next few weeks, basically they have it. to get around in a public <laughs> capacity in the shirt of who we believe to be the worst player on the roster. Fuck, that's unreal. You know what? I'm so keen on that. You know, I'm just fuck. I'm hoping for Martin Irak. Please, God, be Martin Irak. Please come back. So, I kind of reckon we can do worse, and I say, look, I say worse. I don't say it with any disrespect because what it could be is it could be like a, it could be a semi-retired goon who they pluck out of, you know, obscurity. out of the wilderness to give him a, to <laughs> give him a go down in Nevada. So like, you could end up with like a Paul Bizonet, like Vegas Golden Knights jersey. Wow, that's a throwback. That's cool. I'd be down with that. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm waiting reserve judgment, but I'm in nonetheless. You knew I was going to be in. Yeah, but then, I mean, the flip side to that is, too, you could also end up like a David DeHarnay, like Vegas Golden Knights jersey. 
I would wear the fucking living shit out of that, to be honest. I would make it my, my designated pooing shirt. I'd cut the sleeves off it because I'm a mad cunt. <laughs> you definitely would. You definitely would. I, you know what? I, you usually show up to my house without any shoes, so, you know. Well, it's starting to get a little cooler now, so I can't carry on in with the same kind of cavalier demeanour that I have been for the last six months. You know, now, well, you know, I'm, I'm not a young man. I need to, I need to think about my long-term health. If it's getting a little cooler, I need to maybe some tracksuit pants, maybe even a shirt with sleeves. Yeah, maybe even an entire selection of clothing as opposed to various bits of your of your just limbs, just limbs everywhere. It's it's terrible when I, you show up. I love how our recording studio within about five minutes of me being there. Looks like my closet because there's just shit strewn everywhere. I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah, well, I actually clean up beforehand. Oh, how nice of you to make way for me to come in and re-mess it up again. Yeah, you don't add anything to the ambiance, let's be honest. <laughs> or maybe I add everything. <laughs> I don't know. Some, some, I don't think so. <laughs> some, people are, some people are into that trash life. You know? Yes, yeah, some people are into the dumpster style. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Hey, so look, we don't have a hell of a lot to cover. To, well, that's not true. We've that's got a lot true. to cover, but it's really that's... under only a few different subheadings. We've got some quick hits to do. We're going to talk about week one of the playoffs. We're actually going to give you some uh, playoff and finals tips for uh, all of the minor leagues and junior leagues as well, based, based off on nothing all... more than our yeah. preference for their jerseys. And, and then we'll give out some awards. And location. I mean, location plays a big, a big piece of the puzzle here. Like, It's going to be huge. You know what? While we're doing that, I'm going to bring up Google Maps because I don't even know where half of these goddamn places are. Um, I think you'll find that most of them are in Canada somewhere. Well, okay, John, look, thanks for stating the fucking obvious. <laughs> Do you even geography, you fucking... a little more specific? <laughs> Do you even geography? I think you you'll find the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. All right, so let's... Do you want to lead off with the quick and not-so-shit hits? You can have the first one. Well, look, we do, and look, what I'm actually going to lead off with is it's, it's the polar opposite of shit, actually. Uh, we want to publicly shout out and say thanks to Jason Wheeler, who is uh, one of our more faithful listeners, and those of you who follow us on our socials today would have seen that when a nice little gift arrived in the mail today, we, you know, randomly chucked up on the gram a few weeks ago saying if anyone could hook us up with some of those uh, limited edition Stanley Cup Canadian quarters, that'd be top notch. Lo and behold, look at how it's delivered. He threw in a couple extra coins on a lovely note, basically saying, Thanks for all your hard work. So now we're going to give you an audio note saying, Thanks for being an even bigger legend. Yeah, and thanks for listening because obviously you listen to this and we appreciate it. And Cam and I were legitimately choked up, and I'm like, Wow, that's actually cool. We made a positive effect on the world, which is so rare for the, the because prior to this, for the prior 30 years of our lives, we've made literally no positive effect effect on the world so this is a new a new leaf for us cam so not only have we done yeah. it we've done it with hockey and beers so this is great news for us yeah well i mean look my i kind of see my life prior to this as being like one of the final scenes of happy gilmore where they say everyone is stupider for having heard you speak um that's, yeah, yeah. that's normally that that's normally how i'm greeted when people hear me talk so this is a nice change yeah yeah well i kind of liken it to the that meme of Adam Sandler that just has in in like all bold white letters, you blew it. That's kind of my life so far. So mm. yeah, yeah. But you know, times can change. You know, times can change. But yeah, all, all jokes aside, all, all levels of self-deprecating humor aside, um, and in your case, self-defecating humor. Yeah. Uh, Jason, absolute top draw maneuver. Thank you very much, sir. We appreciate yeah, man, it. Fucking legend. We we absolutely love it. Kudos. If, if, um, and if we didn't live a fourteen and a half hour flight away from you, I would shake your hand. So yeah, maybe even a little bit of a tummy tickle. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, um, 
I'm on the fence about something which doesn't happen very often because you know I'm usually keen to commit either way without any kind of fact-checking or research. Yep. Is Jack Eichel a petulant brat or is he an over-competitive legend? Okay, here's the thing. I did no research on this. Uh, <laughs> and so, here's, I, so I saw it pop up in my feed. I'm like, you know what? I really should read that because I know that Cam and I are going to want to talk about it. So I did nothing. Mm. So I'm basing this opinion on nothing. I think it's hilarious because I don't like Dan Bilesma. So I think it's great. Like, well, I, I, I did a little bit fucking, of research. He's, he's and like, there was, nope there was, the there was a number of different sources that said Jack Eichel has said via what, you know, his people or whatever. I'd say it's his people. To Buffalo top brass that he doesn't care. He doesn't plan on signing an extension if Dan Bilesma is still at the helm. It's leaked, it's gone public, and his agent's on Twitter saying he would never say such a thing. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that he's sounds been like visibly frustrated with the club's performance this year. He said things to reporters, and I don't know. He does look a little bratty, doesn't he? I think it's the shit, like, I think his hair is, a, is the first thing, but, like, that, that, like, underhanded sort of goofy smile doesn't work for me. He kind of looks like oh, he should he, be in a he, fucking he, he 90s boy band. It, it makes it hard to believe him with that haircut, yeah. Oh, my God. He looks like JT with, like, the ramen noodle, like, like tips, you know what I mean? Remember from back in the day? That's what he's doing. Like. You don't even need to remind me. I actually have that meme saved on my phone. Thank God. And we'll be posting it immediately after the show, if not during. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, like I said, I did no research, so I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. If his agent's already come out and said he definitely didn't mean to say it, well, then he 100% definitely did mean to say it. So um, well, anytime I've, an, I've an agent jumps more than a few people away. from that area uh, DM me saying, well, he did play for Boston College, and that school is loaded with uh, bratty, preppy types. So, look, I'm not making a call either way. I'm not saying that's the case at all. I'm just saying people who live in that area and have maybe attended that school seem to believe there's a particular kind of behaviour coming from that school's athletes. <laughs> Which is, I get whatever I want, you silly cunts. And Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel I feel you. That's all I'm saying. In saying that, though, too, if Jack Eichel, the, the cornerstone of your franchise, is like, yeah, this coach fucking sucks, get me a better one, just give him what he wants because he's an incredible player and... Let's be honest, if the worst thing that happens this off-season is you don't get Dan Bilesner again, that's a pretty good day. Yeah, well, he's obviously not leading him to a cup anytime soon. Let me ask you this, though. How long before Ryan O'Reilly jumps on board? How long? Uh, well, I don't think so, because he signed a really big deal when he left Colorado. Isn't his contract like a seven-year? Yeah, it's like seven or... It's like, basically, it's an end-of-your-life deal. Like, you got one of let those. Me, let me Google that really quickly. I'm just going to cat-friendly. My God! It, it, search for Mister. I know we're actually doing research now. It's kind of terrifying. Doing research it's almost online, like we're so becoming semi-professional. Yeah. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly signs through to the end of 2023, my friend. Yeah. So he has absolutely no say. It is an end of your life deal. He is done. He he's he's there. And, he's there. Doesn't even matter who the fight. The coach could be fucking you and me, and, and no matter what, he's he's showing up. That's just how it is. I'm just looking at some of the numbers though. I'm trying to carry the one. Yep, still plenty more time for him to drunk drive another car into a Tim Hortons. Nice. King. Excellent. Mm. Speaking of other things that are hard as shit, aka a Tim Hortons front end, Zach Wierenski is hard as shit. Well, um, according to uh, according to Torts, he's got balls as big as this building. Uh, yes, and Torts is not wrong because he took a, a Phil Kessel shot to the face at close range, dropped to the ice. Was if I don't know if you, if any of you have seen the slow motion blood pouring out of his face as he's trying to cup it with his glove shot. Terrifying. Um, but to be fair, I did play it back a few times just to see the blood. 
Um, holy shit, he returned to, uh, returned to the ice after copy, uh, copying the, the puck to the face. few stitches later, played through regulation, was not allowed to play OT where the BJ's lost. Turns out he's got facial fractures and he's done for the rest of the season. Holy hell, what an absolute legend. What a stud. Get around him. Here's a horse. Everyone, get around him. Yeah, he showed some real metal. Like, I mean, obviously, his eyes fell to the point where he actually couldn't see and therefore couldn't play in overtime. But that was a doctor's decision. He still made his way out. Obviously, that's yeah, something he wanted to like, this is archaic, be a tough guy shit. No, I'm, I'm more concerned with, I, I like his competitive edge. Yeah. Like, he's a 19-year-old in the NHL playoffs, and he's like, mate, you could chop my leg off. I'm going to get out there and give it a crack. Love it. Yeah, no, I back him. He just he doesn't want to give up. Well, the, the team obviously needs him, and they lead on him pretty heavily um, on the on the back end. So um, him being out is going to be a huge loss. So um, especially going up against a Penn's outfit that seemed to be beating them with one hand tied behind their back somehow. Which is super upsetting. So upsetting. Oh, my God. More on that later, though, I guess, but very upsetting nonetheless. Correct. Hey, do you know what? It was a nice time, though. Obviously far nicer than um, getting your face matched up by Phil Kessel. Um, Dena Lang, who, of course, suffered a spinal injury in the 2016 Winter Classic Curtain Razor, and she's been wheelchair-bound ever since. She completed the Boston Marathon with um, former NHL Bobby Carpenter as her running mate. Uh, videos are awesome. They raised a buttload of cash for the charity of choice. Um, yeah, they did the Boston Marathon, and today she was also the honorary captain and flag bearer for Game 4 against Ottawa. Wow, what an absolute legend. I'm stoked that she's still getting around and raising money for charity and just generally being a legend. It's so cool to see her out there and doing the right thing, you know? You read so many stories about people who suffered an injury like that, and obviously the good ones creep through where it's, you know, this person still has a smile on their face and they're still doing community work and charitable work and they're still pushing and believing and living their life. And sometimes you stop yourself and you're like, I wonder how much of that is true and how much of it is just a very brave public face. This woman legitimately, every time you see her, she is fucking pumped. Yeah, she's just stoked to be there. But more importantly, she's stoked to contribute and just mm. spread the word, no matter what the word is. In like, you know, she's across so many different things. It's just, it's just great. I, I, I think it's great, and it's it's great that um, we're not talking about good goalie news as well. Because holy shit, how many how many goalie stories have we gone on about this year? I feel like I, just, I feel like we need. I get really need... pissed off when you see like a like a, a community award or, you know, like the, the Australian of the Year award gets given to some dickhead cricketer who's usually busy canning on and acting like a twit. And punching and his then, wife in general. Yeah, and then you hear of people like this who have been dealt an, an incredibly shit hand and, and they do something positive with it and continue to do something positive with it. Yeah. And I'm like... Good on you, man. Where's their public acknowledgement? A few yeah, more yeah. awards for these people, please. Yeah, yeah. Someone just give them, not a participation award, but a, like a nice award with a nice plaque you know, throw on the on, on the wall and just be proud of for the rest of us to be proud of them, you know? just You, you know what the flip side is, though? She strikes me as the kind of person that doesn't need an award. Yeah, she might even have, I, maybe, um, you know, looking at how strong she is, maybe she's turned down a few. Um, I, would, I would say she strikes me as the kind of person where that's not what it's about. Yeah, it's about just doing the right thing. Hey, you're going to do the right thing because last week you bet me that the Vegas Golden Knights would appoint a collegiate coach as their first bench boss. Now, we've known for a long time that you suck, and <laughs> I, I mean, I, more often than not, you are you are very wrong in Correct. a number of number of different areas. GMGM has hired Durant. Where's my cab, Gallant? <laughs> making the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights a former NHL coach, meaning I win the bet. John, fuck you. Would you care to answer? Ah, you're right. Hey, it's good to see him get a job after he got flipped from um, the Panthers. Good on him. 
Um, I'm stoked. I like him. I think he's going to be a good fit. I mean, I'd, I'd be interested to see what he does in terms of building the team. Fuck it. Mm. You, sir, can name your price. I've decided I'm... Because, look, I'm, a, I'm not a terrible person. Well... Sometimes, sometimes. Well, not on air, most. Well, <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not on air, anyway. Well, what it all I'm depends. Gonna do, I'm all not going to make you buy me a slab of beer. I am going to make you purchase us a case of Dr. Pepper, which you and I can split evenly down the middle, and we will drink it in one session over dinner, thus making ourselves incredibly ill, and we can, we can wallow in self-pity together. Excellent. I can see that ending in only squirts. Phenomenal. Maybe. Mate, oh, here's an idea. Maybe what we'll do, we'll, we'll do a video pod, right? We'll do a video episode, and we'll we have, have to, to finish the slab before the end of the episode. The wow. You know what? I'm fucking mm. really into that. Aren't you? Yeah, I think we're going to have to do it on a Friday night, though, because I suspect we're both going to be very sick the next morning. Yeah, I'm probably going to have to, like, actually exercise the following day. Don't, don't turn this into a house of lies. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Anyway, the Pens have lost Matt Murray for an undisclosed amount of time. And would you do it? They're still winning. I don't know how it works. Um, Jim Rutherford had decided to hang on to Marc-Andre Fleury. He still has that incredible mm. no-move clause, which could potentially work in his favor. Um, in the off-season where he may get to choose where he gets to go or he'll get to stay. Who knows? So, us armchair GMs, Monday morning GMs, we know nothing as usual and how, business continues. How is that so well, like, right? The Pens don't have Matt Murray. They don't have Latang. There's no way they can win this query, this, this, series, this series and they're, they're, they're currently holding a 3-1 lead. Like, if there's ever been a point to prove how little we and everybody else knows, this is it. It feels like they're legitimately... Like blindfolded, they've had a leg cut off, and they're still like they're just like that good. They're just like beating them with one arm, and it's like, nah, you can throw whatever you've got at us. We're still gonna win, no matter what. We have we have this and every other series tied up. Fuck you, we're the pens, we're unbeatable. And that's what it kind of feels God, like, you know what I mean? God, I hope I hope Jim Rutherford is like some next level insomniac, right? With excellent social media game, and he hears and sees and writes down everything. And he, he sees my tweet saying, no Latang, no Murray cooked. And he goes, bookmarked. He goes, hmm, that's so genius. <laughs> I, I, see, I see your bet. <laughs> and then at the end of the season, he flies to Australia, knocks on your front door and just kicks you like straight in the face. Imagine if, imagine if Jim Rutherford and Mike Sullivan did a Jane Silent Bob and they fly around your yeah. house and go, you Jane the ones Silent Bob, the fucking clown shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Cameron is fucking cloud shoes. Oh my god! Speaking of cloud shoes, Leon Drasadel. Oh, oh my god! So went down. Um, the the Oilers were down six zip, and he went for a nut shot. Like, what is happening? Like, what has happened in the NHL, and particularly in the last two months? I it, guess. Feels, it feels like dick shots have become a real thing it in the last like... couple of months. And you know who I blame for it? Who? I blame Sidney Crosby because he blatantly slashed Ryan O'Reilly, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And so everyone didn't else is like, su- Didn't get suspended, it. and everyone's like, well, fuck it. We can get away with it then. I'm going to have a crack. Well, if Sid can have a crack at someone's nuts and get away with it, then Leo Drusado can have a crack and only get fined two and a half K with no hearing. Oh, my Excuse God. Excuse me. It was $2,569 and 44, 44 cents. cents. Fuck thank you. you very thank much. you very much. <laughs> Which is a bullshit number. Um, 
So let's I was be... I was talking about this last night because I was at my son's hockey practice and I was yeah. talking to some of the other parents. And they're like, hang on a minute. Do you mean to tell me that prick only got a fine when Brad Marchand got suspended for two games? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely losing my mind over here right now. I, well, I can't even believe they didn't even give it a hearing. Like, not at all. There wasn't, wasn't yeah. even, like, that, that was a, the number one He's got a thing. clean rap sheet, I guess, there's that. But, I mean, See, at the end this, of the day, like... But this is an odd thing I that got me, right? The thing that got me, yeah. that gave me the most shits was they're down six, love. They, he, it's, it's, in the, it's the bottom of the third. He's very obviously cut. What does he do? He goes to cause an injury. Like, he's angry. He's playing with pure anger and emotion, and he, he essentially is out to injure somebody. Like, that's what it is. That's what, what's the line, right? He, he did it intentionally. He did it without caring. He, tried, he, went, he went for the nut shot, or it could have been a knee or something, but he did it with, with intent. That's, that's my point. And that's why I'm cut. There was no hearing to flesh out why. There was just, I'll oh, have a fine, move on to the next game. I'm actually, I'm just legitimately baffled from a, from a cultural standpoint because in anything I've ever done in my life, in any sport, in any competition, in any any occasion I've ever lost my temper, the last thing I've ever thought of doing is hitting someone in the dick with a blunt object. Yeah, a straight shot like, to the like, ghoulies like, is like, not I don't always... understand how that's the go-to. Like, if you're down 6-0 and you're pissed off and you want to make a fucking point, there's about 47 other things I would do to someone before I stopped and went, you know what I'm going to do as a grown man? Dick I'm shot. I'm going to tickle his balls. Yeah, dick shot. Like, like, you know what? They're all sitting around on the bench. Like, what are we doing? Mm, what are we doing? And Leon Trusado's like, I got this. Dick shot. <laughs> no, nah, nah, man. Like, no, so far away from it. I just cut there was no hearing because that would have brought out, um, obviously, behind closed doors, like, you know, why there would have been a bit more of a conversation. But obviously, because it's a playoffs and he's got a clean rap sheet, um, here's a fine stuff on the wrist, move on. Um, I'm just flabbergasted that the that the dick shot has somehow it's it's superseded cross checking, boarding, fighting. Now all of a sudden, at the end of this 2017 season, we're looking at dick shots as the number one offense in the NHL right now. <laughs> like, what well, the he, fuck? He, here's how we're gonna know if this has had any lasting impact. The kids who are growing up watching the game now. So watch this space. The six year olds who are currently watching the hockey when they're 16. I want to track how many slashes and dick shots there are yeah. in my I want to see the ratio of slashes to dick shots per year, per peewee league. I want that shit. I want it somewhere online. I want it on fucking Cap Hero or something. My God. Well, I was talking to my son about it. I said, would you ever hit someone in the dick with your stick? And he's like, God, no. Why would I do that? No. He's like, that's not what men do. Good I'm on like, you, son. Thank you. On you go. <laughs> Continue uninterrupted. Excuse me. Carry on. Good <laughs> Lord. Hey, um, really quickly, I don't want to spend much time on this. I, I do kind of like the fact that Hitchcock has rejoined Dallas. Um, I don't think he's a long-term solution, but no. I think they acknowledge that they have managed their blue line very poorly. They've traded away a lot of good assets. If anyone can turn a patchwork defense into a functional defense and protect that goaltending tandem a little bit, it's going to be Hitchcock. Yeah, I know it's good. I mean, obviously the experiment has not necessarily worked in Dallas. They have a number of personnel changes that are ongoing. Um, it, they're not. They're not obviously in a rebuild, but they're in a retooling phase. Um, mm. So it's. It, there's. This is a watch this space for me. I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch with Hitch um, coming in. I think it's going to be a very interesting because he obviously um, has turned around the Blues um, and made them into something interesting for Yo to coach. So good on him. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm, I like Hitch, even though he doesn't spend a lot of time on the ice. He's usually at the bench, classic bench. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I like it. 
I think um, I, I think Dallas and Florida this year are going to be a really interesting case study and reference point moving forward for teams who believe they need to go younger, younger, younger. So you look at Florida, right? Mm. And Aaron Eckblad without Brian Campbell hasn't been as good as everyone had hoped. And you look at Dallas and John Klingberg without having, um, you know, like a Johnny Aduya or without having Alex Goligoski kind of grooming him. Um, he's really struggled as well. So I'm wondering if other coaches and other GMs are looking at this going, okay, cool. Even if we do manage to land that young stud D-man, one year with a protective defensive partner isn't the way to go. We need a little more. Yeah, well, they need they need to bank on a system that doesn't essentially fixate on a 22, 23-year-old defenseman copying 28 minutes to 35 minutes a night. It's not it's not feasible. Like, it's we've well, seen that the happen. Yotes. They've still got OEL. And I mean, OEL... On his own, still not getting it done. No, exactly. Like you, it's you need to your your defensive core needs to be deep. That's um, mm. it, by getting that young stud who's like what in his mid twenties, who's got like what maybe half a season to three quarters of a season underneath him as a as a red hot player. Um, I don't know. It doesn't work for me, man. I'm all about consistency, and I you know it's hard banking, especially like I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, you know that the the movie of, like Draft Day, where like the Dude, the coach is like, of, of course, it's got Kevin Costner in it. I know, right? Well, and the coach is like, "Fuck you! Don't give me a rookie quarterback. He's scared. He doesn't make doesn't make all the right plays. I need a veteran quarterback to run this team." I feel like it's the same thing with D Man. Like they need a little bit more experience, a little bit more time to cook. Like you've seen a lot of the the big, the big D men for especially uh, in terms of fantasy stock and just like studs last year. A lot of them kind of petered off this year a little bit as they sort of grew, getting a little bit more experience. Their teams are starting to get through, go through a couple more hard times. You know, and things just you know it just it takes well, a little bit more time for the a D man to evolve. I was going to give you kind of similar. So if you look at an American football team, right? Or you just could even apply to Australian rules football. Of course, uh, for our local fans. Uh, of which there are many, example? obviously. If you've got a full forward and he's the only competent mark in your forward line, for example, then the defense knows they can double down on him. They can double and triple team him. They can force a contest, force the ball to the ground, and then run it out. Yeah, and then you're if, not scoring however, on that. If, however, you've got a secondary marking target and they know that if you double and triple team, you know, player X and player Y can take a screamer, then you're going to make them rethink their defensive strategy. So essentially, teams playing that Panthers top pair this year, for example, they're like, right, well, we can just hone in on Ekblad. Yep. And we know he doesn't have the backup to make the sensible decisions that he was making last year. Absolutely. They just grind him out, get him tired, and then you'll see if they did get ahead, they've blown a lot of leads. They went to a lot of overtimes because D was tired. Well, you the know. Patriots are a really good example as far as their offense goes. Look, Julian Edelman is not a number one wide receiver. But he gets a lot of passes because teams can't cover him as they would another number one wide receiver because they need to put coverage on Gronk and Amendola and James White and Dion Lewis and fucking Brandon Cooks now. So there's like six or seven other people that need to be tagged. And then someone can step up and get the, uh, the statistical output of a number one. Yeah, man. Let me ask you this, at, though, Cam. Look at us just bringing other sports into the conversation. I know. So weird. Let me ask you this. What's happening with Boston? My God. Okay, look, let's not get to that. Okay, no, look, all right, I'll play ball. (laughs) You'll play ball. You'll play ball. I'll play ball. All right. (laughs) So, a couple of things on this. So, game one, Boston obviously won. Marshan scored. So, as Marshan goes, so do the Bruins. Game two, uh, frustrating game. Their refereeing has been quite horrible, but I guess you could chalk it up and Ottawa win. That's fine. Sanoff got that blast off in OT. Good on him. 
game three is where I'm really about to do my shit. I know. Because there had been cheap shots and dirty hits all game, and the Senators were behaving far worse than the Bruins were. And, bef- and I, I don't fucking understand the general public who go, classic Boston thuggery, classic Boston this. The Bruins haven't played like that for a very, very long time. The Senators were behaving like a bunch of dickheads. Bobby Ryan blatantly threw an elbow right into someone's face in overtime. Did he get penalised? No. Do we cop a penalty? Yes, we do. Let's go on a power play game over. Today, yeah, look, it was just a shit game. They lost 1-0. But that game three has really fucked me off. And I think it's very hard to come back from that. Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, refereeing has been, and just in general, officiating has been a theme for this playoffs. I've heard lots of fans. I spent a lot of time on Reddit um, whilst I'm be-pooing. So I spent a lot of time um, reading a lot of fans complaining about officiating. I mean, at some point, you kind of have to wonder when they're actually going to review it and go, well, you know what? At some point, we actually need to call... We need to call the call the shots. We need to call the cross checks. We need to call the elbows, even though it is a playoff game. Um, or there's been a or lot you of don't officiating. Call it, but the trick is you don't call it for anybody, which is I think what they need to do. Yeah, so it's the lack it's of the consistency, consistency that yeah. fucking got me. And you know it was a bad call when Pierre Maguire, yeah, like, that's completely the... neutral party, who his words were, "I've got no skin in this game." The all-time homer is, of all homers, absolutely outrageous. And and realistically, let's call a spade a spade. That won them the game. It gave them a power play when they didn't deserve to have a power play, and that's where they've been scoring. Yeah, it gave them the edge, and then all of a sudden, tip in win. Absolute fucking bollocks. So, look, I'm filthy about it. Uh, and look, I don't think it'll get past six games. I don't think it's looking good. The one bright light out of all of this, though, let's talk about your boy, Charlie McAvoy. No, he's your boy, Charlie McAvoy. I don't give a oh, fuck. Okay. My boy. All right. <laughs> just, boy. just to be clear, he's been, I don't he's give a fuck. 20. He's played 24, 25 minutes a night. So he's playing out of his skin. In an NHL playoff series. And he hasn't, like, kind of kicked around and done it. He looks like he belongs, man. Like, I was watching that game today. He scored, by the way, and he had a goal waved off. That, too, was bullshit. It was waved off for an offside because when the puck was carried into the zone 19 seconds prior to the play. Either blow it dead 19 seconds earlier or don't fucking call it. Make up your mind. Well, see, the... the I agree um, because there was a couple of coaches' challenges I didn't agree with um, in a couple of other games as well. Um, but that being said, they can only do the coaches' challenge after the play is called. So yeah, um, I, I understand all of that. And but I mean, like I said, if, the if, if we're calling it one, one positive, yeah, Charlie McAvoy, McAvoy. Yeah, like the Bru- Bruins fans should be very happy that the Daniel Chara is about to hang up the skates. He's going he's to have one more season left in the tank. He's your number one defenseman, and you're going to have Brandon Carlo, and you're going to have Tory Krug. That's three very, very good young defensemen that you could have for another 10 years. Like, shades of Drew Dowdy all over with this guy, seriously. Like, I know that's a really easy, reckless comparison because he's just another big body. He looks fucking amazing. But a big body that isn't fat, though. Yeah, get around this right, too. Hindsight's obviously a beautiful thing. I don't know how this kid fell to Boston with a 14th pick, and I legitimately, I'll, I'll say this now, and you can quote me on this in 10 years. I will. Ma- McAvoy falling to pick 14 in this draft is going to be looked at the same way where people scratch their heads and go, how the hell did Eric Carlson fall to pick 15 in 2008? Like, you, you look at this. The following players were taken ahead of Eric Carlson. Tyler Myers, Zach Wojcik, Cody Hodgson, Luke Shen, Zach Bogosian, Alex Pierangelo. They're all good players. Eric Carlson's 
potentially one of the greatest players of the last 10 years. Yeah, easily. Speaking of Eric Carlson, um, where do you think he's he's tracking at the minute? Like, how obviously you're watching him play every day. Um, he's going to win the he's going to win the Norris. Like, yeah. Brent Brent Burns started so strong with a popular pick. He was our pick. Easy. But the Sharks had such a rubbish into the season while the Sens surged a little bit. But you know, there, there's recency bias, and people are going to look at that recent body of work. Like Eric Carlson's untouchable. It was amazing. I was listening to the commentary today. Yeah, he's killing. Them, he's just playing out of his ass. It's I crazy. I can hear fans yelling, "Just hit him!" He goes, "Good luck." Good luck. He's too fast. He, you can't do it. He's like, "You, you can't catch him." People are, oh, "I'm going to hit Eric Carlson." It's like, "Well, no, you're you can not. Try. Like, it's not happening. He's he's just insane. I, like, I've been watching the highlights, and he's just out of control. Like, he he is just the. I I, I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and um, one of the guys was speaking to a a, 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 a scout, like at one of the um, the Bruins uh, Sens games, and he's like. Carlson is the best defenseman I have seen almost in my entire life. Um, Behind Charlie McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, and then the, so the guy said, oh, what about Bobby Orr? And he said, I didn't see Bobby Orr play. He is the best defenseman I've ever seen. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a pretty good. Like, And he's playing out his art. He, he's just, he is just standing on his head and killing it. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, he's obviously getting the Norris. Like, you're absolutely right. He, ha- he, he has to. It's been incredible. Hey, um, one last thing internationally before we move on to some local banter. Okay. Two questions for you. Where is Daryl Sutter going? Slash, will he get another NHL job immediately? And Ooh. where is Dean Lombardi going? Will he get another GM job immediately? Hot tip, he's not getting a job with USA <laughs> Hockey. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so, Lombardi, I don't think he's going to get a GM job. I think he's done. Um, I think he'll wait. Uh, maybe in a season or two after someone is ousted, um, they'll call him in. Um, and right the ship, lol. Um, Sutter, maybe he can spearhead the Seattle franchise in 2021. Lol, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, Sutter, I do see him picking up a coaching gig. I'm not sure where, though. Um, I, I feel like he's still got life left. I feel like there's still he's still got a little bit of passion left and he'll want to go somewhere, and therefore he'll be advocating to move and pick up his family and go. Because um, obviously he's a big family man, and it's and he has to take that into consideration. So, yeah, I don't Question know. For you though, is is he relevant? He's, he he coaches a slow, big bodied grinding style of hockey, which very quickly has become not the in thing in the NHL, and subsequently the Kings have been exposed by it. Like he 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 won two cups for the Kings playing that style of hockey, yeah, and the very grinding quickly, style. His methods are completely redundant. Yeah, well, I, like, mean, it, I I watched the Kings game at the end of the season, and I was like, "Wow, wow this is boring." I'm actually bored at how sluggish this seems compared to what else we're getting. Yeah, because I intentionally love watching Kings games. I'm like, this is so fun. Well, they it's the Kings intentionally dropped it down a level so they could force teams to play their game. But then, obviously, as as the game started to evolve and people like responding to the pen speed, they're like, "Well, it's actually really easy to get around that just by." forcing the Kings to play fast and so obviously Sutter couldn't respond to that if he goes to a different team will he force them to play the same style I don't know like look at Torts he is he essentially has been running the same system everywhere he goes but it seems to work better with the talent that he's got at the Brewer at the um at the BJ's so who knows it may work elsewhere that's all I'm saying well, like, it's, it's a good thing they're still paying Marion Gabaret close to five million dollars a year till 2021 I'm sure that'll work out well for them ah uh, he's gonna go to Vegas you know what I know it 
Yeah, true. <laughs> hey, um, on the local front, really quickly, the AI season proper kicks off this week. So all our usual spill, you know, get down and show you check out your local squads. A lot of cool imports floating around this year. I saw there's a Nux prospect on one of the rosters, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Alongside man. your usual names, obviously, we know a bunch of those guys and wish them all well. And uh, let us not forget the Australian men's team just took out silver in the Div 2 Group B world. So, I mean, they were only promoted to that division last year after winning gold. So winning silver in your first year in a promotion year. Very impressive, boys. Well done. Super impressive. So make sure you, you get down to games. Cam and I will be down to, to games, especially Thursday night games. Come and say good day. Um, punches in the neck if we've said something inappropriate about the Nux, um, which is pretty much a guarantee these days. Or don't punch us in the neck because, you know, I'll have Clint with me and he's like six foot seven and he'll squash you. True. Speaking of other quality hockey opportunities in Australia, upcoming um, USA versus Canada series, which is hitting uh, Melbourne and Sydney, will be in town. They're bringing a slew of legends with them, and as such, um, we're, we're uh, asking people to get down and just get in, get around and enjoy it, man. Do you think that's because we may actually be having some of these people on the show in the coming weeks, John? It may well be, Cam. It may well be. Well, for those of you who haven't been paying attention, they've named the coaches. So Team Canada is going to be coached by uh, Daryl Sitter. Um, and Team USA is going to be helmed by Dave Tiger-Williams, who, right. for me, I'm pretty into. And NHL's all-time career leader in penalty minutes. So uh, hopefully we see another 11 fights per game like previous years. Not really. Not really. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we have had a little sneaky peek at the uh, some of the rosters for this year. And it's definitely the best installment yet. And we will have more information for you guys soon. But yeah, Sydney and Melbourne do. Save your pennies and get along. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, man. It's going to be huge. Make sure that you get down and make sure that you follow us on all of our socials to hear what's coming up because we're going to be knee deep in it this year. Hey, serious question. Did you know Andrew Shaw could actually hockey? No. So I was watching a warm-up video of him today and he was, you know, picking the puck up on his stick straight off the ice and he flipped it pretty much all the way to the roof. And then caught it back down on the stick. That's next level hand-eye coordination. Well, he does play in the NHL, though. Well, we always kind know, of forget but, that. But that's, that's the point I'm making, though. <laughs> like when someone plays like a like a fuckwit role in the NHL, you're All like, oh, what a hack! He can't play hockey, and you're like, you know what? The worst NHL player is still wiped out. Yeah, man. And that's that was the that was the exact argument that we had during the John Scott fiasco. Was he's still an NHL career player? Like he's still better than we'll ever be ever. Like it's mm. just a thing. Like there's a there's a, there is a baseline of skill that is required, you know. And yeah. regardless of what we say and how we've been dest- and how much we destroy him on the weekly, like he still has a baseline of skill, and you have to respect that. So it is what it is. You know what though? Who would win, Andrew Shaw or the team I just assembled on NHL 2K? Uh, I, yeah, look, it's, you, you just need to know that I've swindled some absolute jam fuckwits and I've got some real good lines happening. <laughs> my, my, my top line, my top line playing as a Minnesota Wild is Brad Marchand, Mark Shifley and Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, you've raped some GMs. My God. I am I am trading like a motherfucker. Also, Zach Cassian, I've promoted him to second line right wing going off. Well, of course. Why wouldn't he be going off? Are you kidding me? Well, if, he's go, if, if he's going off in real life, he's going off on an NHL 2K. Oh, man. That dude is killing it, eh? Hey, solid transition to week one playoff review, though. Phenomenal because, transition. Uh, like, we, like we alluded to earlier in the show, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, John. And um, I'm looking at our projections from last week. We have really fucked 
some of these up, haven't we? We have cooked this. I'm going to say, though, this is probably the funnest postseason there's been in so long. Like, the Blackhawks are looking tired and old. They're being stood up by a team which has been custom-built to run with them. Um, you're seeing the Ducks look unreal, like they took the Series 4 zip. Um, you're, you know, the, the Pens are looking and doing the Pens things. Like, the BJs are yeah. they're looking fun. Like, the Oilers are sticking with the Sharks. Like, you know, the Leafs are scaring everybody. Um, oh, they're pa- making me cry myself to sleep. It's definitely a good thing. A competitive league is a fun league. Like, there's nothing cool about the same three or four teams being good every year, and that's it. Correct. So let me ask you this, though. Off, off the Straight off the bat, so looking at, there's a number of teams that are down minimum of two games. So we're looking at Boston down two games. We're looking uh, Minnesota are down a couple of games. Um, the, the BJs are down a few games. Do you see any of those teams coming back and actually making a, a seven-game a seven game series from there. Is there any team that you see that has the ability right. to come back from there? What do you reckon? All right. All right. So I'm going to start in the West, right? I'll give my take on it and then I'd love to hear what you got to say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, the Preds are currently three up over the Blackhawks. Yeah. I don't think Chicago is going to allow themselves to be swept. I think they've got too much pride for that. Um, I think Chicago could potentially, like, I think it would be a really nice story for Nashville to sweep them and to do so on home ice. I don't think they'll let it happen. I think Chicago will take game four. They may even take game five, and then the Preds come home and take game six on home ice and win it from there. Mm, great story. Um, I still think, and I don't know why, um, I, I think just because I've, I've punted them, I have to believe it. I still think Jake Allen could fuck it, and Minnesota, after pegging one back today, I almost think like that light switch will go on, and I'll go, oh, that's right, we do know how to hockey, and we do know how to beat this team. And Minnesota, I'm... You know what? I'm going to say Minnesota's going to come back from a three a three zero deficit, and they're going to win it four three. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. Like, I, I was thinking, I agree. I think, um, I think the the Blackhawks will pull back a couple of games, and I also think that I'm looking because I was, I was thinking at it. I was looking at it really closely today. I was thinking about it. I was I was taking a crap mid mid morning, and I'm like, fuck, because I was looking. I was looking at the the cup playoff thing, and I'm like, fuck. And this was before the games had started. I'm like. Hmm, like, is there realistically any team that can really do it from here? I'm like, the only one that I really see with probably the guts to do it is probably Minnesota. And then off the back of their game today, I'm like, you know what? Don't count them out. They looked fucking red hot today. Your bracket's in shambles, I've realized, because you've picked Chicago to go through all the way to the Western Conference Final. Oh, I'm fucked. And I picked Calgary, so I'm fucked. So the, I, did, I basically need Edmonton to beat the Sharks, and I don't know if they will off the back of the, their spank. You know, all, all my hoopla about Calgary, I actually submitted Anaheim. Yeah, I know, I saw. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm clearly a piece of shit. But, you are, um, look, you are so, an yeah, actual that, piece of I'll, shit. I'll say I think the Preds are going to take the Hawks 4-2. I'm going I'm to run with it. The Wild are going to come back and they're going to win 4-3 over St. Louis. Obviously, Anaheim swept Calgary. What I found really impressive about Anaheim, Ryan Getzlaff, for one, leading Corey from the Perry. front. He's been fantastic this series. But Scorey Nate Perry Thompson's been really off. good. And as far as that concern about Cam Fowler being injured, Shea Theodore has been fantastic for the Ducks. Dude. I was. Did I read today or someone told? I can't remember. Anyway, I heard that the Getzlav and Perry have more points in the in like they've got some ridiculous amount of combined points in their last eight playoff games versus 
the, like their entire season. Like it's just ridiculous. Like they they're, they're big they're big stage performers. It's as simple as that. And they're on they're, and they're into it, right? And so because they're going, the rest of the team's going, and they they blanked they blanked the series. And I mean, Calgary are going to need to make some moves. Like I don't see I don't see Elliot staying there. He's a UFA at the end of the season. I think he'll go. Um, I think maybe Gold, goaltending has let him down on the big stage, and their other problem is the the Giordano, um, the Giordano Dougie Hamilton pair has been really good, but their other defensive pairs have been exposed. Dog shit. Totally dog shit. So looking at the last matchup in the West, but before before you move on, though, I will say the the storyline I want to take out of the Anaheim series and how well Shea Theodore's played. Yeah, um, they've obviously got a lot of defensemen on the books, and they can only protect X amount. Correct. Um, I definitely seeing this now and seeing how well he's played on the big stage. They've got Vatnin, they've got Limholm, they've right. got Theodore, they've got Bieksa. Obviously, has to be protected. Um, he's the one to go. I definitely. Well, I, I think Cam Fowler is the one that's definitely going. Well, I mean, he, he, had, he had a really good year too. He had a breakout year. So true. But I mean, how um, many times do they try and flip him in the last couple of years? Like, it's obvious that he's the guy that they're not going to protect. Like you, you yeah. Know, well, I mean, his on. value now is higher than it's ever Significant. been, and I think they can more comfortably make that move now because they're like, okay, Shake Theodore is no longer a potentially promising young player. He is a proven young player. Like we can, we yeah, can he looks good now. Make this move. We can, exactly. So I'm, I absolutely 100 agree. I think that there's there's obviously a lot of move. I think there's a lot of value in the West, and I think that there's going to be. I think Calgary is still going to be in it next year. I think they're going to look more dangerous as they look. I reckon they're going to be the number one target for someone like a Ben Bishop or a Fleury. Um, they'll try and attract a big name um, goaltender to, to come in. I think Chad Johnson will stay as the backup. Yeah. Hey, before we head out east, who do you think is going to win the Oilers Sharky series? Fuck, I picked the Oilers, and now I'm like, I don't know, like, because this this is the thing, right? You don't lose six zip, uh, seven zip. Seven zip. Sorry, you're right. Seven zip, and then because this is the biggest blowout um, for a number of years in, in 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 playoff history, and I'm like, you don't lose that, and you they're going back home now, I think, and mm-hmm. you, and you don't you don't lose that that game to that margin and not have the other team have a psychological edge. I think the Sharks beating the shit out of them, like literally and figuratively, the Sharks have the edge. I guess mentally, their composure's higher. Um, they got their power play going. They were able to do significant yeah, four, power, four power play goals. Oh man, they were, they they were just up and about. Burnsy looked good. Pavelski was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Um, he was playing lights out, and you know when they all combine, it all looks good. So I don't know. I still think well, this is probably the game, the the series that'll go to seven in the in in the West. All I'm gonna say is this, and this is. It's interesting we were talking about Jack Eichel at the start of the night. Yeah, I know, right? And his, and his behavior and his maturity. Do you know what I love? They interviewed post-game Conor McDavid. They were talking about the blowout. They were talking about the scoreline. And his response was, I don't see that. The only scoreline I see is a 2-2 series tie. I know. And a lot of people have been talking about that. And that is, that's maturity above his years. And I think they'll be looking yeah. at him. They'll be definitely looking at him for captain's captain, captain, to be the captain in the next couple of years for sure. Um, based well, he, off that. he's still. He, what do you mean? He already is the captain. You asked that. Oh, who am I thinking then? Who am I thinking about? Oh no, sorry. Uh, I was thinking about someone from the Leafs. My bad. My bad. Um, Maturity I, above his years. Think, I, I just think that look, McDavid still hasn't hit his ceiling for this series yet. Like he's been. Oh, there's still more. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say quiet, but by his lofty standards, oh, he's been so somewhat are you, contained. Are, and are you I saying think, that there's more I was, to come? I was, I was watching him <laughs> in that interview, and I was watching the way he was answering those questions, and I'm like, you know what? 
This dude's going off in game five. Yeah, you know, I, I have a feeling that this is the seven gamer, and I think it's too close to call. I think the Sharks have the edge based on the thumping that they delivered. Um, I don't know if the Vets have it in them to keep going. Like, they've obviously played a lot of hockey in the last two years, and they're staring down the barrel of potentially another, what, 10 or so games or more. Um, and yeah. then it's, it's, I would think it's pretty daunting for those guys because they're fucking old and they're like sore and it's, 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 it's an old list, man. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, and, and let's not forget the Oilers secret weapon, Zach Cassian. Well, who has been fucking legendary. There's some fucking what a, a plus what a, memes. What a story. That, that is something I love. I tell you what. If the Oilers go deep, see me getting a Cassian jersey. That's huge. You know what? I feel like jerseys are our new thing. We should fucking make a few, few like HP, like jerseys. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it to my dad for Christmas. I go, yeah, get wear this at the dog park. It'll it'll get you all of the positive attention. Yeah, yeah, all of the chicks with seven eyes right. and nine X's. We're gonna move on to the east. Uh, BJ's and Penzers, obviously. The Pens are up three one. Columbus has pegged one back. I don't think it's going to happen. I still think Pittsburgh are going to close out the series. At worst, probably 4-2. I do think, however, that Columbus can inflict a little more physical damage on Pittsburgh before they're done, which makes for a rather juicy uh, juicy second-round matchup for whoever they be facing. Yeah, I agree. I, I thoroughly agree. I don't think that which the BJs are going to come mistaken, out of it. Which, John, would be your boys if they can actually squeeze past Toronto. Um, here's the thing, and I, I posted this on one of the Cap subreddits earlier this week. The kids have had a whiff now. Um, mm. They they have taken down the Giants. So this is the thing, right? And then and what, but I, what I mean by this is anyone they would have matched up against in the first round, if they won two games against that team, it would be the same storyline regardless of team. So I don't yep. think that it's, it's just that team. Because you got to think of it this way. Babs has been feeding them the, the classic... Listen to me. I'll take you deep. Like if we make it to the playoffs, like this is crazy. If we've made it now, get behind me. You've been. I've been feeding you this all year. We're the greatest. We're. We've got so much talent. We've got based on raw talent alone, we can beat any team. And now they've they've beaten. They 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 beat the team twice, and they're like, holy shit, we can do this. Holy shit, we can actually win a game in the playoffs. What's next? What's yeah. next? And so they've taken down the giant, and now all of a sudden they've got belief. And I like I said in, in a post like that was upvoted to the fuck. It was very simply. Ignore this storyline at your peril. The Caps ignore it at their peril. If they don't think that the kids have belief and will fucking play recklessly and do what they can, get the lucky bounces in, who gives a fuck, and they'll keep coming at you period after period, then they're again they're fucking themselves over yet again. So I I, I have three main points for this series and they're super short and snappy. My tagline was gonna be the kids aren't afraid, but John is. Tick. Yep, absolutely correct. I've been shitting myself and crying myself to sleep for the last week. Point number two, Tom Wilson can actually hockey. And two goals to, fucking... Two goals today, and he saved a goal. He, Who did would you see that save? Holy fuck. He into a productive hockey player. He is... He, if, if there's anything, he is the story. He's basically him. Um, has, he's saved out. He won the first game um, with that fucking lights-out shot from the blue line. Um, he, again, basically saved today. So if there is, if the Capitals want a hero, he is your hero. Is he the hero you deserve? Who knows? Who knows? Two, two best players of the playoffs thus far out west, that Cassian, East, Tom Wilson. Go figure. Who knew? Um, and Who knew? final point, Nazim Kadri should have been a Selkie candidate. I, I legitimately feel like he's been robbed. 
Well, I've actually been watching him and you know how much I hate him already, right? But yep. they have the Leafs have finally figured out how to play him. They've taken so long. It's like, what is it, his sixth or seventh year or something in their system. Yep. And it, they have finally figured out what the fuck to do with him. And they've figured out that he is he's an agitator. And no, he's never going to be the captain. No, he's never going to be um, the like the real representative of the team, but he is the agitator that gets under people's skins, like stands front and center in front of the goalie, creates space, pisses off people and makes players take dumb penalties. That is his job. And he's fucking good at it because he is destroying it. Like he, he has fucking every, he is, he's basically every time that Ovi's on the ice, they're sending him out going fucking punch someone in the back of the head. And that's what he's doing. And it's working. Yep. Um, we're not going to talk about Boston Ottawa again. Obviously, I'm upset. We've already covered that. And that just leaves the Rangers versus the Habs, which is tied at two all. Yep. Uh, my only comment about this series is, oh, my God, at that Radulov song. Uh, I still <laughs> think the Habs are going to take the series. But, you know, I, I just don't really care. Like, I don't care who wins it because I don't really like either of the teams. Yeah, I was thinking about this. This this matchup is probably the one I care least about. I took the Rangers, but, like, I mean, you took Montreal, so we're split. I, but I, I, I took Montreal just to create that second round storyline. Yeah, up against the Bruins, but Absolutely. I don't think the Bruins are going to make it to the second round, so therefore I don't care. Literally, the only thing I like about the New York Rangers is the fact that our good friend Andy is a New York Rangers fan. That's it. That's the only thing I like about them. Wrong. Chris Kreider looks like D'Artagnan, the sixth, uh, the fifth Musketeer. Have you seen his beard? It is the most Who? hilarious. Who looks more thing. like though? Chris Kreider or that fuckwit Luke from our office? <laughs> Wow. Tough affair. Tough affair. Fuck, I wish he listened to this because I could get away with calling him a fuckwit on this, whereas I would get a written warning for calling him a fuckwit at work. He's an actual piece of shit, though. Holy fuck. We could could pretty much dedicate another another podcast to see how shit this person is, so let's not waste your time. Yeah, so... Hey, before before we wrap up the show, though, I want to do something very quickly, which I thought you'd have fun with. I I think this is a good idea. Well, this is great because, I mean, we spend a lot of time talking about unis... Hilarious team names, great haircuts, mm-hmm. um, all the things, all the things that makes hockey great, right? Like we're pretty good at that. So I we think are great at that. We're great at that. So the little things that don't matter about hockey, that's what we're really good at. Lol. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we're really good at aesthetics, and we're not good about anything of substance. That's what you're saying. Uh, they're your so, words. They're your definitely your so, words. So, so, that's not what, what, exactly what, what I've I said. <laughs> you and I follow, like we we actively follow the AHL because obviously that's the feeder team. That's, for where, our pro that's team. where our farm team. We very casually follow the ECHL, and then we. Out, I, don't I don't even think you could say we follow any of the CHL. Like we've got nominated teams for the various CHL leagues because we're like you know players. We like play for that. We'll definitely give them a little looky loo, and I'll probably buy a t-shirt. I don't have enough time in the day to watch all of the NHL and AHL games, let alone watch a WHL game. Yeah, it's definitely not something that we're capable of in, in just human hours. Yeah. So, so based we're going to make playoff picks for all of these minor and junior leagues based, based on, on geography, names, and jersey colours. Yeah, for me, it's really about vibe. Um, it's the this combination, oh, vibe, of, nice. combination of, of uh, team name and uh, location. It's going to be huge for me. Um, and based on the, the team's jerseys that I can, I can identify off the top of my head. Like the Milwaukee right, Admirals, well, fucking I'm, phenomenal. I'm going to lead the way because I'm the one that actually did all the recon on this because you're a lazy son of a bitch. I literally did nothing. Uh, I'm, you, I'm, you, you literally I'm, do nothing. I have actually got to the point where, like, like today, I've done. I did zero research on the Eichel thing. I didn't watch the Caps game as to not want to like cut my my, my own wrist and bleed out in the office. 
So yeah. So I've had not a great hockey day. I've basically just ignored it, and now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I probably should have done something while I was pooing before. So you're just riding my coattails, is what you're saying? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, oh, dude, I, I definitely am. Love it. All right. Well, I'm going to lead this off. So in the AHL, I'm going to read off the playoff matchup, and you're going to tell me who you project to be the winner Easily. and why. Okay. All right. AHL Calder Cup playoffs about to kick off. Matchup one, you got the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins versus the Providence Bruins. Winner, go. Oh, it's easily the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins because don't they always win? And they're the Penguins' feeder team. So, duh. Next. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm obviously backing the Providence Bruins, so go fuck yourself. Uh, Lee Valley Phantoms versus your Hershey Bears. Well, obviously the Hershey Bears because their uni is fucking phenomenal and they're in Hershey. I'm... I'm going to say the Lee Valley Phantoms because I really like Sam Morin and I like their logo. And go fuck yourself. Yeah. Uh, I could do that. Tilt three. Syracuse Crunch versus the St. John's Ice Count. Uh, well, while I was thinking, I would like to see the Crunch get up because they've got the hilarious, like, um, bright blue, like, um, uh, lightning-esque, like, unis. But I got to well, give the it bolt, to the... the bolt affiliate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Like, but I have to give it to the to the ice caps. The the, the former the former greats, otherwise known as John Scott, played a few games for him, and I have to back him. Good on them. I'm going to say the St John's ice caps as well because it makes me think of the St John's Shamrocks, and I really like Goon. I love Goon. All right, Toronto Marlies versus Albany Devils. Easy. Let's just say the Marlies because anyone attached to the Devils losing is great for us because fuck your little brother, the Devils fan. Um, yeah, I agree. And additionally, if... And Tomo also can go fuck himself. Yeah, well, he was on the charge with roasting you the, and lighting you the fuck up on the on every form of social media over the last couple of weeks. So I'm surprised mm. you didn't mention him first. I too were going with the Marlies, mainly because, like, let's be honest, the feeder team of the New Jersey Devils has to be just as dog shit. Mm, okay. Uh, we're going to move through these a little quicker. Chicago Wolves versus the Charlotte Checkers. We're both going the Checkers because uh, one of our listeners, uh, user the Biograph, huge Checkers fan. Legend. So the Grand Rapids Griffins. And I believe he's a Checkers caddy as well. Legend. So let's throw our support behind his boys. Hopefully it helps. Yeah, so the Grand Rapids Griffins versus the Milwaukee Admirals. I'm taking the Admirals because their jersey is fucking tip top. I too am taking the Admirals because their jersey is tip top and because Milwaukee is kind of a shithole. Yeah, yeah, and according to Alice Cooper, is originally called Milwaukee. For those of you who are into your Wayne's World references, <laughs> Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. Uh, San Jose Barracuda versus the Stockton Heat. This is going to be a testy Cali battle. I'm going to Barracuda a because I like their name, and b because my friend Monty describes Stockton as a meth town. Um, I'm taking the Stockton Heat because I've driven through it, and it is in fact a fucking shithole. Uh, the San Diego Gulls versus the Ontario Rain. I'm going to say the Gulls because it's going to upset my good friend Liam because the Ontario Rain are a Kings affiliate and that will piss him off. Yeah, I'm backing that too. Uh, all right, ECHL, Kelly Cup playoffs. We've got the Adirondack Thunder versus the Manchester Monarchs. I'm going to say the Thunder just because, God, that's an unoriginal rubbish name. Yeah, I'm taking the Monarchs because I have no reason for it. Oh, alliteration. There's your reason, Manchester Monarchs. Correct. In fact, you know what? I will say, in in the AHL and the ECHL and the OHL, for that matter, there are a lot of teams with some red-hot alliteration going on. Well, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind, John. 
matchup too, the Reading Royals versus the Brampton Beast. It's an all elimination showdown. Oh my god, what do we yep. do? So in, in, I'm, I'm I'm going the Brampton Beast. I was hoping you're going to say that because I wanted the Reading Royals. Thank fuck. No. Oh my god, right. <laughs> this Florida, Florida Everglades. Florida Everglades versus the uh, Orlando Solar Bears. You know we're going to go for the Solar, Solar Bears. Bears because... I lost $100,000 on that, um, you know, the the fan competition they did where he, he pocketed the puck from the from the red line and won $100,000. Yep, in one go. And the fact that their unis are tip-top because it's a, it's, it's a polar bear with sunglasses and a hockey jersey on. And it's Huge. out of control. Um, right, so... the, green, the Greensville Swamp Rabbits <laughs> versus the South Carolina Stingrays. I'm going for the Stingrays because they've got a better logo. Um, I'm going to take this. I, I should take the Stingrays because they're a very far down the line Caps affiliate. Um, but at the end of the day, the Swamp Rabbits is too fucking good of a name to pass up. So there it is. All right. Toledo Walleye. We both know we're tipping them over the Kalamazoo Wings because we Tips love up. the Walleye. Ultimate hype videos. <laughs> ultimate hype videos. Them skating through town was pretty good. And I don't right. even know if it this, snows this one's really crap. Fort Wayne Comets versus the Quad City Mallards. Apparently a Mallard is a duck. It is. So I'm not really vibing on either of these. I'm going to say Quad City because it makes me think of Quad Bikes. Wrong. Fort Wayne Comets because they spell Comets with a K. Guarantee their logos in Comic Sans. Done no research to back it up. Oh, do you reckon they're all corn fans backing it? Hundred <laughs> um, percent. All right, you got the Allen Americans versus the Utah Grizzlies. I'm going to say the Utah Grizzlies, although I do like the fact that the Allen Americans makes me think of a bag of lollies. Yeah, true. And there's alliteration. Mm, I'm on the fence. Mm. You know what? I'm not picking anyone. I don't care enough. Next. All right, Colorado Eagles <laughs> versus the Idaho Steelheads. Steelheads because they got a better logo. Correct. Um, I feel like we've posted this logo before sometime. We definitely have. All right, on to yeah. the OHL for the Memorial Cup. We're up Yay. to the conference finals already. Out west, who are you picking between the Erie Otters and the Owen Sound Attack? Uh, obviously the Sound Attack because get around that name. Are you kidding me? Fucking hell. Um, I don't even know where Owen... I'm going I... to go for the Erie Otters because Otters, I find them strangely terrifying. Yeah, well, they sleep holding each other's hands upside down. That's fucking phenomenal. Uh, what about the Peets versus the Steelheads in the east? Ooh, I'm going to go with Peterborough Peets because I can't say no to alliteration. Yeah, I like it. In the WHL, you've got the Seattle Thunderbirds versus the uh, Kelowna Rockets. I'm going to go the Thunderbirds because I know one of our subscribers. She lives in Seattle and goes to Thunderbird games. Has mentioned it before, so let's back that. Yep, backed. Uh, what about the Regina Pats versus the Lethbridge Hurricanes? I'm going to go Regina just because Vagina. <laughs> You know what? I was hoping you were going to say that so I didn't have to make the obvious Vag joke. So good on you. Yeah, and they've also got really good uniforms. Anything with navy blue and red is going to win me over. You know that. Yeah, well, especially navy blue, not the dark blue that the Rangers have. And finally, in the QMJHL, you've got the St. John Sea Dogs versus, I can't even pronounce this, the Shikatumi. Is that, is that right? Shikatumi Sanguine? Well, I'm oh obviously going the Sanguines because, come on. <laughs> the, the, can you imagine what the announcer? The, what the fuck is a sag <laughs> Are you going to Google it? Sag. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. Oh, my Hang God. On. All right. So the Blainville Boris brand Armada versus the Charlottetown Islanders. Dude. Charlottetown Islanders because I can pronounce it. Yeah, true. But I don't know. I feel like the Armada is a fucking red hot name for a hockey team, eh? Like, Armada is quite cool. It does make me think. You know, I changed my pick. I'm going the Armada because it makes me think of Star Wars. Um, I can't find a definition for Seguins. It's in French, so I'm just not even going to bother with that. Yeah, I was going to say that's obviously like a Quebec. Well, it's a Quebec league, so yeah, of course. Um, the yeah, Armada right, let's, just let's, makes let's me think get of behind Ski, the Armada. So I'm on board. 
Um, so holy shit, that took a longer, longer than I thought. Um, so it just goes to show we don't really know anything, um, but I feel like we should check. Uh, I, I've bolded the ones that we've selected um, based on how like how much like you know you actually cared about the one that you picked and how much I cared about the one I picked. So basically, I just picked occasionally the ones with the funniest names. I'm gonna check back to see if this has actually worked in any way to see who's, yeah, who's gone through. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll thing, do an update. Here's the thing too. I mean, we need to talk about ease of access, right? Yeah, I yeah. watch a lot of NCAA hockey because there's a lot of content freely available. Yeah, because you just use try, the app, it's free. Try and find good media for those three junior leagues. The answer is, outside of Canada, where can't it's on it. TV, can't you can't it. do it. Like, their websites, nope. like, I can build a better website on my toilet break. Absolutely. Like, when I was in Vancouver earlier this year, I tried to go to a couple of the Vancouver League games. Yeah. First of all, the websites look like a year nine project at best. And then trying to get seats for it off the back of that website, give up. Just give up. Too hard. Yeah, it's actually impossible. I would love to commit and watch more of these games. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's really fucking hard, dude. Yeah, man, if someone knows how to do it, if someone out there is somehow better at the internet than us and knows how to do it, please get at us and let us know. Like, I'm actually, I, I really want to go see a Sanguines game if I can watch it from the comfortable, comfort of my couch slash rape den I'm on board did you say you really want to go to a <laughs> did I did I the answer is fucking yes I'm in I don't even care I want to go to French Canada I, anywhere in French Canada that has a team that's the Sanguines yeah I don't even know if we're saying that right to be honest I feel like we're not I feel actually, like we're not giving actually, it justice you know what? there is one there is one exception to that the Hamilton Bulldogs actually sorry not the Hamilton Bulldogs the Halifax Mooseheads actually have a really good standalone um, iPhone and Android app. Yeah, with because really good media content. I feel like they're the um, only I'm, team I'm that knows how to do it. Track of them more easily than pretty much anything else. Dude, the Manitoba Moose know what's up. And fantastic name. Oh, All right. phenomenal. We're anyway. going to give out some awards and we're going to get out of your head because we've been going for ages. Dude, it's been over an hour. So to, to give it up, you can take the Jumbo Joe Legend of the Week. It's yours. Just have it. Take it. It's well, fine. so easy. It's dark, man, because who would have thought a love of lung puppies could result in free <laughs> yeah, and yeah. usually very expensive playoff tickets for your boy, the dark man. To the point people that... Are, pe- people are very upset that Toronto are, are marketing a, uh, a smoking, overweight man because <laughs> they feel it's a bad man. message. Yeah. But you know what? Fly, baby. This is your journey. Yeah, it's your journey. I don't want to cut his wings off. I mean, he's been hilarious. Um, he has been getting so much coverage and he would... Like, there's so many, like... Like Toronto fans are like, this is the reason why we're winning. Oh, get around the kids and Dartman. You know what? The Dartsman sucks. That's all I'm here to say. I don't agree. I don't think he's a legend. He's the fat dude with darts. He's not. Any, he's not. He's not anything. I don't even care. I don't care. Do you know what I like though? I wonder if I could record a version of Dartman using the Lesson Jake song Jumpman. Oh. Dartman, Dartman. Yeah, I think uh, that uh, works. Uh, uh, we, should, even... uh, we should we should take that away and unpack it a little more. I was thinking more like Scatman. You know. Cause he's a dot man. Alright, if we can stop being friends after this, that'd be super. Hey, I'm gonna hang myself out of this anyway, because the caps are not winning another game. Yay. Who have you got for the Wayne Simmons Soul Destroyer this week, John? Well, this is obviously to Tyler Bozak who netted the OT winner <laughs> after they took the series to two one. But I actually agree because this was the point where that every single Capitals fan went. Well, fuck, here we go again. And it was, that was the Soul Destroyer because it was so soul-destroying for an entire 
an entire fan base that just went, fuck it. And do you know how many tables were flipped that day? Fucking heaps. A lot. Heaps. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the last one, which is the Andrew Shaw shit bag of the week. Now, when I read it's this, the, it's, this upset it's me the Oilers administration. Yeah, for being dickbags. Well, they're selling $80 tickets to home playoff games that don't actually get you into the game. They get you into the concourse. We can watch the game on the TV and pay way too much money for food and alcohol. Cool, but man. You can say you were there. So look, I get it. If I was a fan of the Oilers, they haven't been in the big dance for 10 years, I'd probably pay 80 bucks. Wrong. No, so you I wouldn't. Say, yeah, I was at the game and I'd probably do it once. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to criticize it. But that's true. And you know what? I call your. I, I don't think you would go at all. You would be upset that it cost eighty dollars, and you would you would flame it as much as physically possible. Somehow, not all all these fans are cut about this. I don't know how. I don't know why. But they're like some of them are okay with it. Like what the fuck? Like you're being fu- like fist fucked by your administration. Like eighty dollars to go and stand on a concourse. What it will lead to, though, is a potential riot. For angry people have been waiting in line to go to the toilet, to get a beer, to be super upset, and they're just going to be fucking destroying downtown Edmonton. What I'd say though is, if I paid eighty dollars to watch the game on a TV in the concourse, I wouldn't be buying their beers. I'd smuggle in a plastic, non-detectable hip flask. I'd get super pissy for free on my own, and just generally act like a loose unit. And I'd probably still have a good time. Probably have a better time than the dudes waiting in line for the shitter. He says I'm not one of those dudes. You mm-hmm. could be you could be waiting in line for the shitter drinking your free your free alcohol. That's true. Yeah, dude. And we have a secondary shit da- shit bag of the week, and obviously it goes to Leon Dresadel, the spearer, for obviously attacking someone else's nuts. Why would he do that? My god, you're a piece of shit. Tip of the hat to you, sir. Fuck off. Seriously, if we've learned nothing from Leon, please stop hitting other people in the balls. Yeah, in fact, message to all NHL players, like, go back to cross-checking or fucking boarding or just old-fashioned fighting. Just do something else. That's all. That's the message of tonight's of tonight's podcast. It's more than anything. Stay, stay away, stop stay away it. from your co-worker's coin purse. That's all yeah. you do. So, wait, you have a stick. Use it. Just put it elsewhere. Maybe put it on the puck, for instance. The ice is an, is another thing that immediately comes to mind. Not someone else's balls. <laughs> just saying. Love but, it. I know. That's 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 just the message. If we can, very rarely do we have a positive message. I feel like today that's a positive message. I, I feel we're protecting the testicles of generations to come. We're here to. We, uh, we are here to effectively be the cup that surrounds the collective nuts of the NHL players' balls. So we're not going to be the Stanley Cup, but we're going to be some dude called Stanley's Protective Cup. Yeah, same deal. Love it. Huge. Well, John, that brings us to the end of tonight's um, absolute rolling debacle. But I've had a good time. Have you had a good time? Cam, I've had a lovely time. I always have a good time, let's be honest. Um, so that's, that's nice. Oh, no, it's lovely. Yeah, you know, I, I look forward to this every week. I really need to get this off my chest. I've been looking forward to, to the old pod. We've delayed by a couple of days because real life gets in the way. Um, it does. But we're good now. We're here. That's the important thing. That's right. And you know, we, we've 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 rallied through. It was it was rough. Let's be honest. We had a little real rough in the middle there. Um, but we made it all the way through without killing each other or rage quitting. So it's good. Um, Mate, very very happy about all of those things. Absolutely. So we'll obviously meet um, early next week to run through um, the the remaining games of the first round, of which there will only be probably I think one left, one or two. I think and one one of them will be. Um, probably the Caps Leafs game, um, and that'll basically be it. Um, before we preview round two, um, stay with us 
make sure you're checking out all of our socials. Um, we're going to be dropping more and more info is what we're going to be doing with the USA-Canada game that's coming out um, mm-hmm. later this year on everything. So stay tuned. Lots of news coming in the next couple of months. Obviously, stay tuned to us for all of your playoff um, reaction, analysis, dog shit news, shit memes. Uh, <laughs> what else are we good at? Generally, just giving you the news that's mildly interesting. That's what we do. Respect the sidebar. Anything else to add, Cham? No, I mean, the I mean, overwhelming level of positivity you've um, thrown behind our show is more than enough for me, so thank you. That's what we do, man. I feel like we're killing it. I feel like we are too. So on that note, I'm going to bid you farewell and go see my evening out with a nice cup of tea. Oh, good on you. Dad life. All right. Bye, mate. Bye. Thomas, thinking, Thomas, thinking, let's go. Fully thinking through the